Hey Lit Set, it's Jasmine. Hey Lit Set, it's Nikea. And this is Black Girl Lit, the podcast. We're a podcast now, guys. Where Black girls are lit, we get lit, and, and we, we read lit. lit. This is Black Girl Lit, the podcast. Hey Lit Set, it's Nikea here, back with another quick lit. So. I don't know. Let's just get into it. I don't have any prerequisites for you all. <laughs> but again, quicklets are when Jazz and I come to you solo with books that we have read on our own. Now, this book that I'm going to be discussing with you all today actually plays into a book that we read together. So we previously discussed Tiny Pretty Things by Sona Cherpatra and Danielle Clayton. And I just had to read shiny broken pieces which is part two to that first novel so let's go ahead and get into this quickly so as i previously discussed i read on my own shiny broken pieces by sona cherpatra and danielle clayton so as you all know if you are part of the lit set and if you're not jasmine and i previously read tiny pretty things i keep getting the titles mixed up we previously read tiny pretty things together and we did a review of that on Black Girl Lit, so go ahead and check that out. And we compared it to the TV show. Today, I'm gonna to be discussing with you the sequel to that book by the same authors. It is called Shiny Broken Pieces, and I just had to read it after reading the first book and watching the show. And this book has just opened up my world, especially in relation to the show. So let's just get into it. So the first segment is about the authors, So they wrote this book together in tandem and I also know that Danielle taught at a ballet school so she's familiar with that envi environment. Alright so Sona has her master's in screenwriting from NYU and an MFA in creative writing from the new school and Danielle is from DC and now lives in New York and she has her MA in children's literature from Hollins University and an MFA in writing for children at the new school. So the next segment is the synopsis which I didn't grab off of the interwebs. So this is really straight off the top of the dome. Mm -hmm. No assistance here. None at all. Nothing in my notes to help me. So let's go ahead and get into this book. I'm going to synopsize Shiny Broken Pieces by Sona Cherapatra and Danielle Clayton. This book picks up where the first novel left off. So at the end of the first novel, Gigi was hit by a car. One of her classmates pushed her into the street and we are left hanging. We don't know who did that. Well, Cassie is in the hospital from a previous injury where someone dropped her and we found out that Bet was involved with that. Bet, at the beginning of this novel, is expelled from the dance academy because she is accused, air quotes, of pushing Gigi in the street. And her family has settled with Gigi's family out of court. And Bet is accused of all the terrible things that happened to Gigi in the previous novel. And then we have June, who is still trying to prove herself to herself, to her mother, 
to everyone at the dance academy and is still struggling with her eating disorder. Gigi has recovered and she is trying to get back to where she was because in the first novel she was at the top of her game. She got both of the leading roles in both of the performances at the school. She's just trying to get back but you can feel this burning rage in her like things are totally different she's no she no longer has a roommate she rooms by herself but then Cassie comes back into the picture and Cassie is like I know Bet did all this crazy stuff to me and I know she did stuff to you and we're not gonna let anybody walk all over us so they're coming back with a vengeance and they're coming back for revenge and they are out for blood okay this is the last year for all of them at the dance school so there's only four positions for them to have an internship at ABC, which is the American Ballet Company. And it's for two girls and two boys. So everybody is vying for these positions and either they're going to stay at this school or they go audition at other schools to become a professional ballet dancer or they have to have other choices like go to college or find another career. So everyone is supposed to be laser focused on doing what they're supposed to do in order to secure a professional position but most of them are distracted by the petty, not so petty, but severe teenage drama and issues that they have going on and not just within the school even like within their family lives and in their personal lives. We're following them through all of this and that is the high level view of Shiny Broken Pieces. How did I do? I felt a little rambly. Just a little bit. I think I did pretty good. The next segment we are going to get into my reactions with just my initial feelings about things that happened in the novel and the novel in general. So my first reaction that I wrote down was so much more drama. I get, this is what they based the TV show on was this book because I was reading the first novel and watching the show and I was like, this is not what happened. It wasn't making sense for me. And then I read this book and I was like, oh, they took more liberties from this one. They conflated the two novels together even though some pieces in the show are just like totally different. Then Gigi, um, definitely needs therapy connected to her trauma and Cassie needs therapy as well because they are messed up in the head by all the stuff that happened to them they have every right to be messed up I'm not saying that they shouldn't but they need to seek help like these girls are not getting the mental help that they need like they've been rehabilitated physically they built up their bodies but they forgot about their minds they're not taking care of their mental health in this novel I'm really on Beth's side in this one I have compassion for her and I was rooting for her to win but it was like a kind of battle inside myself was like you shouldn't be rooting for her she did all this stuff but like she's really trying and she's changing and she's trying to be a better person nah sis she's still the same conniving sneaky little person but no she's doing it for good reason like that was the battle going on inside of me like Beth was doing stuff where I was like mmm a little sus but then it would come out like oh that's why she did that I get it. So I get that in this novel. June's storyline, again, I think I said this in the first book. It's a roller coaster. She's a roller coaster. June is just so confused. She's just a big ball of emotions and drama and trauma. June, I just, my soul weeps for her. I'm just like, June, baby. Oh, I feel so bad for her. And a lot of stuff 
and I don't feel like it's her fault. This book left me wanting. At the end of the story, Gigi's storyline, Bet's storyline, as well as June's, it's just very open. And you're like, how did they get to this decision? How did they get here? What's gonna happen next? So the book leaves it open for interpretation, as well as maybe there's another book, but then it also leaves open interpretation for the show. But it also ends in a way where you're like, oh, okay, this could be the end and I'm okay and I can accept it. But the reader in you was like, give me more, give me more. Alec is just, he's just trash. He's trash in the book, in this book. In the first book, he was like really supportive and he was really there. And in this book, he just can't find his footing and stand up for himself and speak how he feels and what he wants to do in relation to Gigi and Beth. June has great support from her boyfriend, Jayhee. That's his name. I didn't write it down, I couldn't remember. But she has such great support from Jayhee and he's just a good person for her and I'm glad that they found each other. But those are my initial reactions to the novel and just certain scenes and characters overall. Now we're gonna go to the next segment which is major scenes and topics. All right, I'm just gonna go over the topics, which were kind of hard for me to pin down. So some of the things I wrote down were, of course, there was still self-harm and eating disorders, but in this one, it was more so of overcoming it and healing from it. Revenge, heavy on the revenge, and heavy on the manipulation. Super revengey, super manipulative characters, especially Cassie, I wanted to like in the um, TV show, throw her off the building. Like, I see why somebody pushed her off the building. And then also, I think these are big things, self-awareness and self-acceptance. And it just seems like in the ballet world, based on this book, ballet dancers are constantly under a microscope and they're trying to fit into this perfect box that the ballet world has created for them. But they don't realize that they just have to accept themselves and express themselves and be themselves and they'll be the best dancer that they need to be instead of trying to fit into this box and meet this goal weight or meet this look or do this. There's a certain standards that they have to meet like with their with their different dance, with their different ballet moves and positions and things like that. But overall, if they just would accept themselves for who they are and be okay with them and not worry about the next person, they would be a lot better off than they are. My major scenes, all right, so Bet finding the video from the night that Gigi was pushed because she's trying to exonerate herself because Bet is like, I didn't do it. I did not push that girl. I'm standing by it. Yes, I did some other horrible things to her, but I did not push her. But when Bet found that video, eh, yes, I was like, oh, what? Gigi gets caught putting up nasty flyers of June. So as I mentioned, revenge is a big thing. So Gigi is coming back like, Y'all not gonna play me. I'm not the same Gigi. She come out like, you know, ready ready to go. She's playing no game. She's like the Gigi on the TV show. And she starts doing little things to people and stuff, but she gets caught putting up these nasty flyers of June. The RA says to Gigi, don't let the worst thing that ever happened to you define your life. Don't let it eat you up. You're back. You're dancing better than ever. You will be successful here. You don't need to do all, and she waves her hands around, of that petty little kid stuff. Be better than it. Just dance. Doing all this makes you no better than bet. <laughs> if that RA 
wasn't spitting, spitting the truth. Cause Gigi, her she her head was not in the game. She was dancing, but she was just focused on the wrong things. Like, oh, my body's not all the way better. And who did this? And who's watching me? And letting Cassie get into her head. I was just like, Gigi, Giselle, get it together. Also, Gigi not getting into ABC. Spoiler alert, uh, at the end, she doesn't get into the dance company. And they say like, her technique is good. She dances well, but they don't see the same spark that she had. And they ask her, do you want to dance? And she has to stop and think like, do I really want to dance? Is this what I want to do? And she just, you know, she's hurting on herself. She's only hurting herself in that situation. But I was, when she didn't get in, I was like, oh. because I don't know, it was three of them contending. It was her, Cassie, and Bet. But when Gigi didn't get in, I was like, dang girl, that's your fault though. It was her own fault. And she knew it. It was her own fault. She let her focus just get all off whack. And then there's another scene. Now in the first book, I don't think the fact that Gigi is black comes up and it's not considered an issue or anything or a topic. But in this one, there's actually a scene with the costume designer. They perform Swan Lake and Gigi is playing the white swan and Bet is playing the black swan, which is befitting of their characters. You know, typical ballerinas are, you know, pale, milky white. Gigi's not that, she's a black girl. The scene is the costume designer disparaging her skin tone. Costume designer saying she has to use like a different color tight and she has to dye it and she's trying to make the tights as white as possible so that Gigi's brown skin tone won't show through. And Gigi goes, I wonder if the way she uses the word girls refers to black girls and not to all girls in general. White swans have white legs. Then it would be easy. I want to say that it makes me feel uncomfortable that she'd even say something like that. That she's rude and a little racist for even saying these things. Would she say the same to Bet or Eleanor? No, because their legs are white and blend easily with the tights. I not believe the costume designer. I was like, ma'am. What, what, what are you doing? It's, you know, Gigi tried to speak up for herself, but she didn't want to speak up too much because she's heard of where costume designers made outfits too small or too big or just ill-fitting to kind of get back at the dancers for treating them in a poor manner or being rude and stuff like that. So Gigi spoke up for herself a little bit, but I was like, dang, why the costume designer had to come for her like that? Unnecessary. So those are the major scenes and topics and a few quotes from Shiny Broken Pieces. Now for the piece de resistance, the moment that you have all been waiting for, I'm going to rate this book. All right, if you all don't know here at Black Girl Lit, we have our own rating scale. So most review sites give you five stars to rate. Uh, how boring, but we have a lit scale and it goes as follows it's compared to levels of intoxication so the first one is sober one star then we have buzzed two stars then we have tipsy three stars we have faded four stars and our five star rating is lit it's a play on words we read lit and we get lit <laughs> let me just get right to the point for this novel that I read and did not listen to on my own. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> For this novel that I've read, I am going to give it a lit. This novel was really good. It kept me intrigued. I appreciate that it picked up right where the other one left off. 
the intense drama of it all and all the messiness and the culmination of the events and the way that the book ended which was open but kind of closed but left for interpretation but maybe there's another book and maybe the show will go down this path. I enjoyed it. It gets five flame emojis, five stars from me. Definitely recommend this book. It is Nikea Black Girl Lit approved. And that's all I got for y'all today. And that's on what? Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in, watching, listening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share on whatever platform that you're listening or watching on. Check us out on Instagram at blackgirllit underscore as well as our website www.thisisblackgirllit.com. You can purchase some merch from us and join the lit set. And then if you want to talk to us, you can email us at blackgirllityt at gmail.com. That's all I have for the good of the order. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And as always, stay black girl lit. Bye. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and a top-notch review to get us to the top review page on iTunes. And be sure to follow us and listen on SoundCloud.